podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire Devil. I'm Matt Murdock. <laughs> Melanie Go. <laughs> I'm Murakami. <laughs> yes, we are all here, all your favourite characters. <laughs> A week late because we couldn't record last week. I apologise, it was my fault. I was at the Twin Peaks Festival. Um, so I thought we'd pleasure de- delay this last episode by a week. But we're all here, and we have a special guest with us, who's also got a superhero name, Brad. <laughs> that's, that's my superhero name. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Defenders lineup, and then it's just at the end, and I'm Brad. <laughs> Brad, it describes your powers perfectly. Yeah. Oh, so so clear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'd be great if there was a superhero just called Brad. I'm I'm one of the lesser uh, used ways to fasten paper together. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. Um. Yeah, we're back a week uh, late. Sorry, guys. But uh, we have the specialist, a special guest with us, Brad, who joined uh, this episode. What three minutes before we recorded? <laughs> Uh, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, so thank you for being a very last-minute guest. Sure. Uh, I have some news for you guys. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Only a little bit. This was something Tammy asked me about before, which was, is there a release date for The Punisher yet? And the answer is no. <laughs> um, but I don't know if you guys heard that there was due to be a Punisher panel at New York Comic Con, and they cancelled it very last minute because of the shooting in Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did, they, did you hear what Marvel did after that? Yeah. Do you want to say what they did? Uh, I can't remember the exact name of the company, but they announced a partnership with some sort of munitions company. Yeah. yeah. So which kind of... Defense contractor. So it's like one step forward, two steps back Marvel. I mean, okay. It, it, yeah, it's not a good thing to do when they're like, oh, we're cancelling the Punisher panel because of you know, gun violence in Vegas and wherever. Oh, but we're going to team up with these guys who are a defense contractor. Not, not good Marvel. Um, but I think part of this is why they haven't done a release date yet. Cause there's a, I think they're really nervous about when to release it yeah, because, because there's of, a massive shooting. Yeah. Every, day. every other week, unfortunately. So when not do you release it? Every day. Oh man. There's a mass shooting every day. We but only then, hear about the really big ones. What? Yeah. But then what the What do you do? Like, what, do the last one. Yeah. One other bit of news. The trailer, this isn't a sort of Netflix Marvel thing. I don't actually know which studio it's with. I think it might be Fox. Um, the trailer for the New Mutants movie was released, which is an X-Men movie. Have any of you guys seen it? Uh-oh. It is a weird trailer. Go and check it out. It's. I might post it on the on the page. Because if you if you didn't know it was an X-Men movie, you wouldn't guess from the trailer. You would think it was just a horror movie. It's a horror trailer. Like, it's oh, it's yeah. like a real psychological, yeah, like torture horror trailer. What? And then what, it's... What it, story are they doing? I have no idea, but I know the character, two of the characters in it are Magic, which is Colossus's sister, I think. Um, she's played by Anya Taylor-Joy from um, Split and The Witch. And then um, Maisie Williams, um, Arya Stark from Game of Thrones, is playing Wolf Spain, I think, who's like a werewolf or something. But that's all I know about it. 
Is that the show with Polaris in it, or is that a different? No, one? that's that's uh, gifted. My God. Yeah, there's have so many. Seen, has has that started yet? Gifted, I think, has started because I think the first episode is out. I haven't seen it yet. I've been I'm busy watching the Inhumans. Uh, and there's Inhumans and there's Runaways too, isn't there? Yeah, Runaway. Runaways. The trailer looks really cool. Um, it looks fun. I was gonna say that hasn't started yet, though. No. Runaways, right? Yeah. You know, there's just so talking many. about the Punisher. Um, uh, if, if you're not watching Riverdale, you should be. Um, but there's a killer on the loose, and there was that uh, comic book that was a crossover between Archie and Punisher. So yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> what if there was Maybe a crossover with the Netflix series with Archie and uh, Riverdale? That's, I, I mean, I'll, t- I'll take it. I'll They're take both on Netflix seconds. over here. Oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, right, so this week we are um, reviewing. Reviewing? What are we got more about? We don't review stuff, really. We talk about stuff. Uh, we are discussing the Defenders finale uh, called The Defenders. So, guys, we are actually at the end of the Defenders series, which means we have covered 73 episodes of the Netflix Defenders shows. Well, you haven't, Tammy, but no, me, Matt, and Mel not have. At all. <laughs> it's kind of, kind of scary. I mean, I. Yep, now we can retire. All. <laughs> now we re- can retire with all our money we've made from podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> all those so podcasting rich. bucks. Um, so this episode is written by Lauren Schmidt Hisrich and Marco Ramirez, and directed by returning director Farron Blackburn. Um, where is it? Oh, as New York edges closer to disaster, Electra sees what's beyond the wall, and the defenders make a last-ditch effort to save the city. Uh, I have a big question as well for you, Tammy, in this episode. Oh, okay. Shall I ask you now? I, I don't know. I don't know what your question is. Maybe I never want you to ask me. Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> question you grave. Okay, we see this question. I'm going to take it. I'm going to put it in my pocket. And later I'm going to review it. And maybe I'll, I'll remove it and give it to you. Okay? All right. Okay, cool. Okay, so we start where we left off. Luke doesn't want any part of blowing up Midland Circle. But Miss uh, Misty, uh, Matt and Colleen are all for it. They're like, yeah, blow it all up. Guys, do we have to be domestic terrorists? <laughs> Guys, I don't want to. think of any, have, have you guys ever seen heroes like blow up an entire building on a street before? Uh, Superman destroyed all those buildings in Man of Steel. Uh, yeah, but it wasn't on purpose, though. <laughs> no, it's just because he's an asshole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, no, I haven't. But I that's things in my way. <laughs> Get out of my way. There can't be people in these. But at least, like in this, they they're like really like, oh, this building's totally empty, totally empty, and looks so like. Why? I don't why know. Up there? Well, because they have to um uh have it all cave on top of the dragon bones or something. Yeah, they have to. They're, the whole thing, I think they they were trying to blow it up so it would, I guess. Imp- go into that hole, like, fill the hole that they knew was underground. They knew there was a hole there. They didn't know what was in it, why it was there. Wouldn't it be they better just... to find out what's in the hole before you decide to put a building on top of it? What was it? What, what if what was in the hole was, like, I don't know, the cure for cancer or orphans. something? Orphans. Oh, no! Chock-a-block <laughs> orphans. Oh. Yeah, but... I say or... get that building down quick! <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're all orphans. The first floor is an orphanage, the second floor is a daycare. <laughs> and then one oh, of them so is a, uh, a, a kitten oh. cafe with all oh, the kittens. Oh, okay. <laughs> Destroy that floor. 
One floor is just full of baby seals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, uh, well, this is as well why we have Luke saying, no innocent people can die. None. No innocent. Do you get that, audience? <laughs> no one. We're right. not DC. And somehow they're like, we can guarantee that to you, sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I do like, at least there's one person trying. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. won't be like, there won't be any brand, random bricks that fly out of this explosion, even though it's falling downwards mostly. Nobody yeah. was, Nobody's going to get hit with a brick. Also, that hole is not the width of that building. The hole that they take the elevator down, is it? So there must be, it can't all go down the hole. I don't know. I don't know how physics work. Uh, so Electra is wandering through the ribcage of this dragon, and then Gao appears to give some, you know, exposition about dragons roaming through Kunlun, until, I guess, the Iron Fist punched them all out of existence. So, question, is this, is the dragon skeleton we've got here, mm-hmm. is this, like, I, is this one of many dragon skeletons that are around, or is this the, the same one... Like the same one that Danny had to punch. It's just like no, it's a different weird interdimensional. Okay, so it is a different dragon. Yeah, because they so said this is the last the one. Like Gao says, okay. this is the fossil is all that remains. This is the last one. I want to know how this dragon got to New York from Kunlun. Yeah. Did it? Was it going yeah. on holiday? Was it sightseeing? Like what? Well, because I yeah, I wasn't sure if like when they when they went through when Danny opened the door, I didn't know if they were still in New York. Or if it was some, you know, mystical Doctor Strange type uh, mm-hmm. traveling happening. So this is just another, this is just a dragon that happens to be in New York. Mm-hmm. So what, what's their whole thing? They want to get back to Kunlun? Like, they want to get back to Kunlun, but there's no point going back to Kunlun unless they can live to enjoy being back in Kunlun. So they need the substance. Yeah, they, because they also they will probably, home. they will probably get like killed while trying to get back to Kunlun. And then with the substance, they can bring themselves back to life. But, there, but when there's an undying dragon, like, straight up in a cave in Kunlun. <laughs> like, maybe they should go back and just wait for that dragon to die, or whatever. The he's the un- he just said he's undying. I thought yeah. that was the point of all the dragons. That's why they can live forever, because they're undying. Yeah, how come until they die? <laughs> well, maybe maybe because this one left Kunlun, it died. Oh. I don't Look, know. Guys, they I, I'm making that dragon out. I have no clue. <laughs> Look, guys, I know, I know, I'm a Harry Potter fan, but that doesn't mean I went to dragon school, okay? I don't know all the dragon facts. I'm sorry. Oh, Claire, you're I was, falling I was down. very surprised when they said it was the same dragon that he punched in the heart or whatever. I know. Danny says that later, and it's like, yeah, but that's not the same dragon. What are you on about? I, but I, I guess think it, it is. is. They said it is. No, I he says. I, he... I think it's a thing where like. It's it's undying because it's like a weird like time thing like it's it's always alive but it's and it's also dead. Oh, it's like Schrodinger's dragon. Yeah. But I'm so confused yeah, I'm now. Really confused. Because this dragon would have been there before Daredevil season one, because right. when um, Nobu got to New York, they were looking at the plans that showed the dragon was under New York. That's why they bought yeah. that building. But then that would be. If that was the case, then Danny has been a, a rubbish Iron Fist for years. Mm. Which, which I believe. I believe, <laughs> I, I believe he was a rubbish Iron Fist, and I believe he's been one for years. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that was without question. Mm. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Um, if anyone... Oh, sorry. I just choked on that. If, if, if uh, anyone knows sorry, dragon facts... If anyone has studied <laughs> dragonology... Um, oh, then please write into the podcast and give us no, the facts. Why did you say that? 
I'll put Dragonology in the tags for this episode, and then I'm sure someone will find us that knows all about dragons. Dr. Draco, I'm here with all the dragon facts. I have studied the dragons for many, many years. I also studied demonology. (laughs) I dabble in demonology. (laughs) (laughs) But my true passion is the dragon. Uh, So this is when Electra wants Danny dead... But Gal's just like, eh, whatever. Let's just remove the substance. And Danny is listening like a little creep from behind a pillar. <laughs> the substance. It's dragon bones. They won't say dragon bones, though, because that's silly. Isn't it inside <laughs> the bones or something? Because it's a liquid, right? I think it's a powder. No, it's a powder. It's powder yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, they yeah, put a powder in. They mixed it with the blood. Um, uh, I think of all the people, you know, from the farm in the earlier episode. So I think they... They're slicing up the the bones of the dragon. I guess they're going to use the marrow, maybe. It's probably like ground bone, just yeah. like yeah. like you know, like uh, like they do in like the like traditional Chinese medicine or whatever. Yeah, because yeah. because it kind of looked like they were just cutting up the bone in slices. Mm. Yeah, so, so they just grind, yeah. Grind it up in a mortar and pestle or something. Yeah, it's going to take a while. Yeah, oh, I would. I would dragon. think dragon bones are really tough. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you bother to slice it? Just pull out those bones and get out of there. <laughs> just like <laughs> I think someone will notice though if they start. You know, someone's coming out the front door of Midland Circle carrying a giant rib cage. Should be like in the Simpsons or the Simpsons, the Flintstones. Don't mind me. Like, nothing to see here. But like you just grab. Like it, it didn't take that much powder to like um, have the substance that they used. So just like grab some smaller bones and like just start getting them out of there. Yeah, but they're like, greedy bastards. They want all of it. I mean, but the slices is just as kooky. You get a, you get a stack of sliced bone. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Also, I don't know who these people are that are slicing all the bone, because they're not ninjas. Like, when there's the big fight at the end, there's not really any hand ninjas. So who are these people? Are they, like, subcontra- <laughs> subcontractors? <laughs> they're union guys. Yeah, <laughs> like, who are they? Oh, because... we're the bone slicing union. <laughs> <laughs> okay, have you ever sliced up dragon bone before? Um, sure, I guess. <laughs> well, I can slice dragon bone, but I got a 15-minute break coming up, so uh, <laughs> it's going to have to wait. <laughs> I'm going to have to bring my magic saw with me. Uh, I'm going to need three more guys on my team, <laughs> otherwise you're going to be in violation. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think then we get the credits. And Colleen and Matt and Luke and Claire and Jessica... We're all looking at the map, and they're going to set a remote detonator. Uh, Colleen wants to go down with them to save Danny, but Claire says, no, I need your help more than the other three do. They all have superpowers. So then they wander off to go and set the charges. Uh, but not before telling us, like, five different times, once this is set, <laughs> you can't be stopped. I, yeah, I thought when we watched um, this episode the first time, we were going to get the kind of cliche of, oh, no, the remote detonation's not working. Someone's going to have to stay behind and set it off manually. <laughs> <laughs> I was amazed that we never got that because it just feels like such a cliche, you know. But like, because then Luke could have done it because it doesn't matter if he gets blown up. Yeah, he'll be right. He'll just piece himself back together or whatever. But, yeah. but that's why they couldn't do that trope. <laughs> yeah, true. I guess. Can't uh, would, would survive that? Like, isn't he still susceptible to like I don't know impacts going well, reverberating through his body? Kind of. Like yeah, I mean, his his insides would have turned to jello, but his outside would be all right. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't, um, I, what's his face in the, in the Luke series? He did, he had a, I, what is it? 
he did that thing into the restaurant. He, um, I don't know what. Oh, the rocket launcher. The rocket launcher. That's what. It was. Yeah, but Luke yeah, was fine on that. He was just under that, the rubble. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but it went right into. I don't know how anyone survived that, even with Luke like covering that lady. I just am like, I the rocket launcher thing still doesn't make any sense to me because I'm to me that's like a bomb. You might as well put a bomb in there. Because mm. yeah. it's not like it went through the restaurant and that's yeah. <laughs> and then everything fell. It exploded in the restaurant. It basically exploded in Luke's lap. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, this is like an entire building. Yeah. Um, so the police are outside the building. Uh, Misty gets a call to say that the evidence locker was here and uh, C4 was taken. And then the captain guesses that it was the defenders and they were going to blow up the building. And then we, Misty might be fired. And I was like, right, come on. Last episode of the season. When's Misty going to lose that goddamn <laughs> Yeah, I might have cheered later, guys. Uh, yeah, I, I might have screamed and scared everybody else in the room. Yeah, it, it sounded like from your your um, your Facebook post, uh, Tammy, that you screamed quite a few times in this episode. Oh, yeah. There was a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get the first of a few little sidekick meetups in the episode of Karen and Trish discussing the hand and the conspiracy of the earthquake cover-up. Also, why are the cops letting these two journalists, like, just peruse all their just wander around? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because this is before all the units get called to Midland Circle. So the cops are still at the uh, police station at this point. But, yeah, they're just like, oh, hey, famous reporters. Uh, yeah, just look at all the evidence that you want. We don't mind. I don't know. The security at this police station seems very lax. Well, it doesn't seem like anyone is with them, period. Like, everyone went to this, this scene. <laughs> they wanted to see what's going to go on. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do like Trish and Karen talking. Um, I like this interaction between them, because we haven't yeah. seen much Trish in this series. Uh, and Trish asks about Matt, and they compare Karen and Matt's friendship to Jessica and Trish's friendship. Except I don't think Jessica and Trish's friendship is a sexy friendship like uh, Karen and Matt's, obviously. Yeah. And Foggy and Matt appeared to say all the units were called to Midland Circle. So they all go. I, 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 do, I also like that interaction because when they're comparing them, you can see how Karen... It just is so more obvious like that Karen treats Matt's like an addiction and Trish is like super cool with Jessica. Yeah. <laughs> like, because she's like, this is who she is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and just accepts her for who she is. And it's just like, yeah, Karen, stop being a fucking bitch. Well, um, I, I figured, because um, obviously, Brad, you were on our last episode where we talked about Karen and Foggy's reaction to Matt's daredeviling, um, that you no. you and uh, you guys might have something to say about in this episode. Well, listen, you know, the thing is, this city's got a real problem with meth heads, jingle janglers, <laughs> and daredeviling. <laughs> Oh, those damn daredevils. Oh, gotta get these daredevils off the streets. <laughs> uh, so Luke, Jessica, and Matt are walking the hallway, and then Matt finds this hollow wall, and Luke opens a door in it, which I, I love this effect. I, I mean, I knew exactly how they did it, looking at it. I was like, oh, that looks like a foam board. Oh, that's cool, though. I, I think it's the sound effects just made it. Yeah. I just thought it was really cool, the way they did it. I think it's crazy when Jessica's like, what do you mean a mechanism? Like, because he's like, there's a mechanism behind this door. What do you mean a mechanism? Yeah. A mechanism. Like, <laughs> be more specific, I guess. I don't know. What's, 
What, what is she questioning? <laughs> what kind of mechanism it is? I don't know. Well, seeing as Matt can tell, like, 30 floors down uh, how many people are waiting for them and and that two of them are the same ones as before and what they're armed with and stuff. Like, he could say it's a lift, but he might not know. Um, I also like how he is really starting to lead the group at this point. Yeah. You know, he's figuring out, he knows what Luke's strengths are, what, what Jessica's strengths are, and he, he's starting to use them, and I like that. Yeah, he yeah he sort of steps forward. I mean, what what do Sorry, you guys? Danny, Danny couldn't. Do that. <laughs> he's trying to work out what Danny's strengths are, and he's like, eh. Danny's hiding behind dragon bones right now. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think of like? Because um, we discussed before that sort of towards the end of the season, it becomes almost like the Matt and Danny show, like centric, and that the other two don't really have much to do. Do you do you think it was better in this episode? Because they give Luke I, and Jessica quite a bit of time, like, discussing their relationship at the end, and they do their own part in the fight and everything. Like, did it? Did you find it was a bit better? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I mean, they're the flavor of the show. Like, because Matt and Danny are just, like, plot, and they're flavor. Like, they're, they're the yeah. only... They're, they're interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I like that they had a bit more focus on, like, Jessica and, and um, Luke in this episode. Uh, yeah. And what did you think about this moment where Luke folds back the metal, obviously, and Matt tries to create a little friendship moment, but Luke and Jessica are like, yeah, no. <laughs> we'll leave that soppy friendship stuff to you and Danny. Thanks very much. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, <laughs> I was going to be your friends then. And then we're going to have a group hug and then destroy the hand with the power of friendship. <laughs> Uh, Claire and Colleen uh, walking through the building Colleen tells Claire that she has abilities too but she just doesn't make headlines and I was like yeah the ability to piss me off Uh, she's so annoying she's the best no Uh, (laughs) I've seen a lot of people people online uh, criticizing Colleen's actress's uh, acting ability really? yeah I don't know People can't separate character from acting, ever. Mm -hmm. It's like, they don't like the character, so they think it's a bad actress. That's what always happens. Like, she's fine. No, I I think her acting is fine. I just think that they've done shit with her character. It's sad. I do like, uh, I've seen a few sort of um, uh, posts from this episode where, obviously, where Danny's still catching, you've got... Uh, Colleen walking around with the defenders and it's like the def- how the defenders lineup should have been and it's like yeah, Matt, yeah. Jessica, Luke and Colleen <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I, I feel I mean she gets to finish her, her kind of arc I, I guess in this episode in Killing Bakuto which is cool she should be the one to do it so I like that um, but it means she kind of does more than Danny does in this episode mm-hmm. Uh, so this is when everyone's favourite character, Bakuto, enters and Colleen draws her katana and we're like, oh, shit's going to go down. So they have this big fight. Uh, and then what happens? Oh, then Misty shoots the lock to enter the building. Oh, that's a point to bed, no, Colleen. No, it doesn't matter. What? No, go, Mel. You've got... Mel and Miguel, you are... You, it's a, it's a final episode of Defenders. You've got to say how you feel, Mel. Look, you got to share. Let this it is, all out, Mel. Yeah. Let it all out. Believe, believe in the power of friendship, Mel. You can say whatever okay. you want. Well, speaking of friends, that's what I think Colleen and Danny should just be, just friends. I think Colleen oh, yeah. is way better than Danny. Yeah. Really. Like, it, and it's made so clear to me in this episode. 
particularly. Just, I don't know. She's just so badass. I feel like she deserves better. He's yeah. just so whiny and, I don't know. Eh. <laughs> Go find somebody else. <laughs> what? Colleen and Matt. Uh-huh. But Matt can be whiny too, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Matt's very whiny. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Obviously, I can't say Colleen and Luke because Luke and Jessica, yeah. always. Uh, Colleen and Claire. Colleen and Claire. Oh, that would make Claire bearable. If it means uh, also Luke and Jessica, I'd be up for that. Yep. And then Matt and Danny can get together. Yeah. Oh, they can have a wine off. Just like just weeping. <laughs> oh, speaking of weeping. Um, so they because uh, it's a Danny scene so the hand contractors I guess are like sawing and packing bones and Danny fights uh, this guy who's running around with a chainsaw and then this is when Gal appears yeah and... it's really weird with all the like contractor goons or whatever like the hand is supposed to be ninjas I think yeah. there's been one in, one ninja in all of these Marvel shows yeah. well they've had like their ninja goons before you know but I just don't know who these guys are. Like, did they get them from the Yellow Pages? Like, I I don't know. I want to say, like, the only time I really remember ninjas is, like, in Daredevil when they came into the hospital, right? Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Oh, yeah. (laughs) And they attacked Matt at his place. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, but they were running down the walls. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Why can't we have more ninjas? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) More ninjas. Um, How many bones do they have to take to make New York explode or whatever the hell happens? Well, I think they say that like if they take if they remove the bones, I was guessing if they remove the bones, the bones at the moment are the only thing keep holding this bit up, or like the the dome that was protect, protecting the bones that they spoke about was holding this area <laughs> up, and if they remove it, then you know New York's just going to collapse in on itself, They're or at like least Manhattan will. It's like a load-bearing wall, but it's bones. Yeah. So just take, just take, just take a little bit of bone. Like, I, I yeah, don't but they're greedy. They want all the bones. Well, you know, and they don't care about New York. It's city yeah, it's just city. all the time. Yeah. How do they get out? How do they get out? Who? With the guys with the bones. If it's going to collapse when they take all the bones, <laughs> how do they get all the bones out? Well, also, yeah. How are they getting the bones out? Because they say the only way out is the lift. And they can't get that many bones in the... Why didn't they build a bigger lift? What's happening? <laughs> I'm confused. Well, maybe it takes so long to, like, saw those bones that they just take it up little by little. Like, just a little bit every day. Well, <laughs> it's like... actually a several-month-long project. It's like a reverse Shawshank Redemption where he's sneaking yeah. the uh, the wall out you, in pebbles in his pocket. Yeah. Which, again, begs my question, how many bones do you have to take out before the earthquake destroys the city? Yeah, I I don't know. If anyone listeners know this, who studied dragonology, let us know how many bones you have to remove under New York before New York collapses in on itself. It's kind, it's kind of like they're playing Jenga. They're like kind of like yes. you know, the last <laughs> person that you know, like yeah, it gets more wobbly, and then you know, like these people are like, uh, I don't know if I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, like, they replace. Could they replace the bones with, like, uh, um, concrete model bones? <laughs> sure. Just slide them into place? Yeah. The earth knows. The earth knows. <laughs> knows it's not a dragon. A real dragon. 
So what happened before this dragon was there? A dragon was always there. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to have all the answers. That's why you're hosting this podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've let you all down. Yeah. So, Danny, of course, because Gal mentions Danny's mum, and of course, Danny starts to tear up because he still has not yeah. learned to contain his shit at he all. He really needs to, like, just seek some therapy and yeah. get it over with. All anyone insane. has to say to him is, like, mention his parents or say, oh, couldn't learn. And he's like, oh, <laughs> It's like, calm down. Oh, oh it's terrible. Um, and what, so Gal was saying something like she wants the essence of Danny, and I was like, what? You. <laughs> <laughs> she calls him a child, which is great, because yes, he is. He's a little yeah, kid. she basically says she wants his power, and I, I, I just... <laughs> oh, no, I think she's saying that both of their power, like her power, which is... Uh, okay. Immortal life and his power, which is the Iron Fist, came from the same source, which is the dragons. Okay. I know that much about dragons. I studied that. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. So I know some dragon facts. See, if you watch Game of Thrones, Tammy, you'd know all about dragons. I also like that he goes to punch her and she just shoves him down like nothing. Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> I love Madame Gare. I really, I really hope she survives, you know, this series. Because the last time we see it, it doesn't look like she will, but I hope she comes back. I don't want the hand to come back, but I want her well, to come back. It's weird, because at first I thought she did survive, because, like, at one scene we see her, like, just back away into the shadows, and I was like, <laughs> oh, that's her escape. But then she comes back from Murakami, and I'm like, what's happening? Uh, like, last minute. So I was just like, why is she still there? Maybe she got a little pocket of dragon bone. She can just, like, uh, uh, chew up uh, a piece. <laughs> <laughs> chew on it like, uh, like tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's gross. Um, just gnaw on this dragon bone for a little bit, get my get my strength back. <laughs> so the defenders, minus Danny, are in the lift, and um, Matt's listening to the waiting part from the elevator. And then Luke says, oh, "I've got an idea," uh, but Jessica, you're not going to like it. I love that the idea is just to distract them. It's like the most basic <laughs> idea. It's just like Jessica, go and be a go and be a bitch, uh, and then we'll <laughs> attack. Yeah. By the way, no guys, um, my, sorry, my cat has just started playing with her ball again, so if you hear a rolling noise, that's Luna rolling her ball around. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Matt, go. Oh, I was just going to say, no one can accuse them of being geniuses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like that Matt just swings out of nowhere. He's just like, ha ha! Surprise! <laughs> They're like, well, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a bit cheesy. Um, yeah. The cheesiest bit, though, and I, I'm sorry if I'm stealing someone's quote, is... Where Jessica says, I don't want to fight you alone. <laughs> and then they appear. I was like, oh, that was so cheese. Oh, my word. I don't understand why they put her in danger. They should have sent Luke. I know, the right? Yeah. Maybe they think um, I, Jessica looks, like, unassuming. Yeah, that's why I... And it's part of a quote that I had anyway, but it was, like I like that they called her just the unyielding woman. Yes, like, that was like, awesome. I just... I honestly don't think they realize her strength mm-hmm. i think they think she's strong you know or stronger than most but i don't think they realize how strong she is well, i don't think danny yeah. realizes until later in the episode no. yeah because they were all shocked yeah. yeah so the defenders all fight um while bakuto is still fighting colleen um and colleen tells bakuto she doesn't need him anymore and then misty enters and is a badass and i love her um 
That was cool. And um, when Mi- uh, Misty appeared, were you guys like, oh, that arm's going? <laughs> like I was. Is is this also because isn't there a scene like where they're all fighting and there's like hip hop music playing? Behind oh 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 yes, Tammy. Uh, I think that might be the next scene. <laughs> Okay, um, I like okay. that you just said that so innocently. So yeah, the next scene is like the one. I watched this episode two weeks ago, but I remember being very excited about it. So. Uh, yeah, there's the one shot scene, which is pretty cool, um, where they're all fighting inside the dragon. We get this revolving shot, okay, that's the, and then. Oh. One of them tells Danny to light it up so he lights his iron fist yes. and punches yeah, them all yeah. across the world and punches the Wu-Tang Clan to play on the soundtrack. <laughs> I guess that's when, like, like Luke, like, presses play on his personal soundtrack because the Wu-Tang Clan starts singing. And I was like, oh, Tammy's going to love that they play in the finale. Yeah. Um, however, I thought this was really weird music cue. Like, it kind of comes out of nowhere and the music doesn't really go with the fight. I don't know what you guys think. No, I... No. I I think Josie's sitting like just bring his iPod like <laughs> playing. <in the> <laughs> yeah, he always walks around with speakers when he's about. It's a real Star Lord thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's it's really weird. It's like I I think they're trying to like recreate when they play bring bring the ruckus in yeah. Luke Cage. It I don't think it works as well. This is my favorite song by Wu Tang Clan. I think it was their first song. It is my favorite one of theirs. I love this song, um, but. And I like the fact that it references Spider-Man in the song, which was quite cool for the show. But I just don't think it goes with this fight. And it just comes in really randomly. And then, like, you know, you get um, them sing a few verses. like, And then, like, Method Man's singing. And then it just kind of cuts out. And it's like, okay, what what, what was that about? It's very weird. As opposed to the previous episode's fight scenes, I really like to have uh, fight scenes in this one. The camera work is much it was easier to tell what was going on, and for some reason it reminded me of the fight scenes from the live-action Ninja Turtles movies. <laughs> <laughs> just, because, just because you had this group of four people, and there's like just fighting go- happening all over the place, and just the way it was staged and the moves they were doing, it like, feels like Ninja Turtles. They should have been playing like, uh, MC Hammer or Or singing, or playing, Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go! Go Ninja, yes. Go Ninja, Go! <laughs> uh, Matt, are you talking about the Michael Bay Turtle movies or no, the, um, the original ones? They don't exist. Oh, okay. Okay, fair enough. I will give you that. Uh, but who would be the Will Arnett of the movies? <laughs> 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 I have not seen either of those movies. I refuse. I will not watch them. Um, wasn't there rumours that like at one point William Fickner was playing Shredder? Oh, it's obvious. It's so obvious. It's really weird. Um, yeah. Make sure they're a white guy. Uh, so Luke protects Jessica from the bullets, and I drew three hearts in my notes. Yeah, it was adorable. Although he just kind of threw her to the ground. But, but it was so hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, 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 no, I had, I said yeah, and I, I had little hearts, and it was super hot. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounded like you're like yeah. I was like, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't like that he had to throw her to the ground, but he did save her, and then it was hotness, so I was okay. Yeah, yeah, it was it was great. I love it. Um, and this is when Elektra tries to strangle Luke, and Gal sneaks away, and then Elektra ends up fighting Matt, and then Danny gets fist impotence or something because his fist goes out and he looks all sad. You think he would have learned to use that by now? Yeah. Two series, he still can't do it. 
<laughs> I really thought that in this series, or in this episode, when he said, like, Danny, light it up, I thought that Danny was going to kind of come into his own and he was going to punch. I think I said this in the Iron Fist show as well. He was going to punch something and his other fist was going to light up. So he's going to have both Iron Fists, which is what he has in the comics. But I'm guessing they're just going to leave it at one because two would make him overpowered, maybe? I mean, there's only still still so much you can do with your fists. I mean, I, I don't know that it would change that much. Mm, true. Is he going to be punching two people at once? What's happening? Why not? Maybe they alternate. So when one goes out, the other, he'll have like a bad <laughs> hand. And then when that one goes tree. out, one of his feet, his feet light up. He's <laughs> just blinking like a Christmas tree the whole time. <laughs> he can send messages in Morse code through his blinking appendages across like rooftops. <laughs> we know a rider is just like cataloging. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a message. <laughs> it's a message. It says, oh, Kunlun, boo-hoo. Oh, dear. Aww. My parents. <laughs> so, uh, Misty shoots Bakuto, but nothing happens, and then he knocks Misty out, and we get Colleen uh, versus Bakuto, and then I wrote, Misty tries to stop Bakuto, and ding-dong, the army's gone! <laughs> so... Uh, guys, talk us through your feelings in this moment that we've been waiting for for so long. <laughs> well, I was spoiled on it, so... Uh, oh, was that because uh, of the Luke Cage uh, image? Was it because of that? Yeah, from the Luke Cage season two, yeah. Yeah, because oh, I wish they hadn't released that image, because they released the image of Misty with her robot arm. So she will be getting her bionic arm. And it's All like, right. why? People might not have seen Defenders yet. Mm. Um, but her, her bionic arm does look pretty badass. Um, yeah. yeah, but I, I didn't know if she was going to lose the arm or not. So when she did, I think I jumped up and did a little dance. I was very excited. It just made it, it just made that last fake out kind of like unnecessary. Like, oh, she almost lost that arm. And then, you know, yeah. like less than a year later, she actually does. She's like, her. after, after they saved my arm the first time and now it's just gone. She's like, well, yeah. wasn't worth it. But he like slices it off with like two swords. It's like, yeah, that arm's gone. Yeah, 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 and it's now it's buried under that building. Um, yeah, I was very excited. I loved it. And then Colleen beheads Bakuto, which was pretty Sorry. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we go back to all the defenders versus Electra, and then Matt tells them all to get to the surface as he can get through to Electra, and then he whispers something to to Tanny. <laughs> I love you. I love you. <laughs> I've always loved you. I, I know a really great guy that makes costumes. You should check him out. You could look just like me. Someday we'll cry together again. <laughs> <laughs> Electra, lay in my bed and sniff my pillow. You can as well, if you like. <laughs> uh, and then they all leave in the elevator. So what, what, what did you guys think he whispered at this point? Mm, I didn't know. And uh, yeah. I love them. I don't know. Uh, you look so much better now. You've shaved your beard a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I knew he couldn't say have said something like "just leave me behind" or something like that because I I figured Danny wouldn't. So. Yeah. But he does kind of say, "Look, what does he end up saying? Telling him something like my, my city." And I'm just like. Eh. I guess that's not as ominous. But, yeah. but it kind of sounds like no, that's a good plan buy. On yeah. Out. yeah. 
Danny does kind of give him a look, but he does go. Yeah, he, to me, he went way too fast. Like, oh, all right. <laughs> okay, well, then bye. In Danny's, mind, in Danny's mind, it's like, oh, I guess, I guess he's relocating. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he means that once he survives this, he's moving to San Francisco. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, bye. See you in a minute, <laughs> the friend. Of New Jersey. Oh. Well, Daredevil has moved to San Francisco a few times, which kind of makes me laugh because not so many buildings to like swing around on in San Francisco. Yeah, there's like great. Um, there's a great cover art. It's one of my favorite pieces of cover art, and it's uh, the silhouette of like a, um, a trolley, San Francisco trolley train thingy, um, with the it's people like looking out of it, and it's like him swinging over the top. It's really cool. But I was like. Well, the 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 buildings in San Francisco aren't that big. I mean, there's a few, but it's not like it's full of skyscrapers like um, Manhattan. Yeah. You know, he can go and you know, yeah. Dead of wind in San Francisco has always been very weird to me. I, mean, um, I, I guess you could parkour anywhere. <laughs> there is a great issue in which he, in his in his Matt Murdock clothes, goes to the Golden Gate Bridge and sits on top of it with She-Hulk, and they talk about stuff and they're just chilling out at the top of Golden Gate Bridge, which is kind of cool. Uh, that's a good issue. So they've all gone. The ninjas are climbing after the elevator and defenders are fighting them off inside. And then Elektra faces Matt and then he tells her that he loved her and he doesn't want to hurt her. And then she said, no, you let me die. And then she cuts him with the sigh and then he takes his helmet off. And yeah, they kind of, I don't know. He kind of confronts her with love. It's the yellow yeah. crayon from Buffy all over again. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it doesn't really like work that much. I'm glad she didn't sort of. We never had the moment where she broke down in tears and was like, "I love you. I'm so sorry." Uh. Well, by the end, they were just like, hey, "Let's make out instead," or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> by the end, she's like, "No, I'm I'm bad. Uh, you know, I've caused you a lot of pain. Whatever. Uh, let's just make out as we die." Um, which is kind of cool. It leaves it it leaves her sort of morally ambiguous still, which I like. Well, yeah, she wants to die with him. Yeah. But, like, what was the plan, her plan going into this? Because it's, you know, she wasn't motivated for the same reasons as the others. Well, she wanted the substance so she could live forever. But then I think she realizes that... never want to do that again. (laughs) Yeah, but I think she realizes that Matt's going to stay there and he's ready to die. And she doesn't want to go into, you know, at this point she's probably not going to survive it either. But she doesn't want to go into death alone. So she's like, says to Matt, well, he'll go there with her. And Matt's like, I'm a Catholic, I'm going to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say so much about you, Electra. Yeah, sorry, love. <laughs> this is what I believe. Um, so, and then she, this is when she throws the blade into the elevator mechanism, which means that it kind of gets all messed up. And Luke and Danny fight uh, your granddad, Tammy, inside, and throw him <laughs> over the side. Was that a moment? Did you have a cry? I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, I was like, well, I mean, he lived his life. <laughs> <laughs> he lived his life. He did the best he could. <laughs> uh, and then this is when Jessica saves them all by grabbing the wire of the the rope yeah. of the elevator, which is pretty and badass. So surprised. <laughs> Particularly Danny, he's like, no way, dude. <laughs> so they didn't she know. Flew, that... right? <laughs> she had they to have flown. Know. There's no way she would have climbed up those stairs. Well, there wasn't stairs. I want to know how they get out of the elevator, though. Do they climb up the thing, I guess, to get out? Because they yeah. weren't at the ground floor. No. They're going to have to. I don't know. Well, but... I mean, she just flies the rest of the way, and she carries both of them. 
Oh. <laughs> and the Superman theme plays again. And then Luke looks at her again and goes, Can you read my mind? Do you know what I'm thinking? I just want I want someone to edit that. I just want to see Jessica flying with Luke under her arm and then the music from Superman playing <laughs> with the monologue over the top read by Mike Coulter. <laughs> That's all I want. It would make my day. Um, but yeah, that was the second time I screamed once. <laughs> when I thought she had flown, I was like, oh my god, she flew. <laughs> she totally flew. She totally flew. There are so many scenes in this episode, by the way, guys. I usually write down the like, numbers of the scenes. And usually there's about half the scenes in the, there is in this one. There's over 30 in this one. It's kind of a crazy episode. Uh, so Luke and Jessica and Danny find uh, Claire and Colleen, and then the police run in to arrest them. Um, Electra and Matt are still fighting. Electra tries to strangle Matt, and then she says that they're together and that's all she ever wanted. And then we see poor Tammy's granddad impaled by a bar on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. We don't see him. We don't see him or Gal die, so I'm hoping they come back, or she I mean, runs well, out of there somehow. Usually, I don't know. Actors who are older, their characters don't stick around forever because you're just playing with fire with uh, for your your show. If the uh, actor could possibly, you know, <laughs> actually die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have dragon bones. Is that what you're trying to say? Are you saying dragon bones aren't a real thing, Matt? Yeah. Matt's like, they could possibly, you know, die. I didn't. <laughs> I don't want to make it sound like I'm wishing it upon the actress. <laughs> well, this is what they have with, like, the new Twin Peaks, because if they do a fourth season. I know. Yeah, I mean, I, like, a, a few of the people in season three have already passed away, you know, because they've got, yeah. like, such an older cast. They could replace Gal with a teapot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when all fails, teapot. What kind of teapot? Or just turn into a white woman. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Scow will now be played by Anne Hesh, which was rare to be the first white actress that came into my brain. <laughs> that would be very strange. Uh, she re- yeah. Um. Then the building explodes um, and crumbles, and this is when Electra and Matt just start making out <laughs> in the ruins as it falls down around them. Uh. And then outside, everyone's watching. Claire is praying, and Danny's holding Colleen. And Colleen's like, it should have been you. (laughs) (laughs) You're so much better than you. (laughs) Um, And we get a sad violin theme uh, version of the Defenders theme as well, which is quite cool. Uh, So the Defenders all watch what's happening, and Danny says that Matt never intended to make it out, and that he told him before... Uh, Danny left to protect his city. And that, I, I can see the look on Luke's face, like, man, why the fuck did you say that before we went on that elevator? Like, we would have tried to save him. Yeah. I, I think Danny really just didn't. Was I think hurt. Danny only just realized that he never intended <laughs> yeah. to leave the building. Yeah. And I'm I just wish. like, everybody else would have known. Everybody yeah. else. I wanted him to say something more funny, like, there's milk in my fridge, please don't let it spoil. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, always a jokester. (laughs) (laughs) What a little prankster. (laughs) Yeah, if if he'd said that to Jessica, Jessica would have punched Matt out and flown him out of there. Mm. Tell my friends I don't have a fucking daredeviling problem. (laughs) (laughs) 
Tell my friends I hate them. I can stop anytime I want. <laughs> Tell Karen I died making out with Electra. <laughs> wow. There's all the things that he could have said. <laughs> um, so in the next scene, the sidekicks are reunited with their main characters. Apart from Foggy and Karen, who look on and they're looking out for Matt. And I wrote down, someone tell them, damn it! Like, I know! Oh, it annoyed me so much! They'll figure it out. (laughs) But, like, they could just be waiting in hope. Nobody says, oh, he died. Yeah. Nobody tells them. Like, don't be an asshole. Like, if you're Luke, go over to them and go, you must know Daredevil. Uh, I'm really sorry he didn't make it out or something. Just tell them. Don't just leave them standing there. Even just, like, going up and saying, I'm so sorry. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what most TV show, shows do. They just yeah, go anything. and say, I'm so sorry, and that means that other person died. <laughs> that was yeah, because yeah. We, we find out that it, it looks like Luke only says I'm so sorry when Foggy is visiting, doing official business. Look, see, he never said anything to Foggy. He knows Foggy. He never yeah. said anything in the police station while Foggy was there. Yeah. Makes me yeah. upset. Yeah. That upsets me. So on Trish Talk the next day, we find out the mayor has blamed unpermitted construction uh, on the fact that New York was falling apart. And then Jessica arrives, and then she confirms that she wants to stay anonymous. She doesn't want any um, praise for what she did. And then she confirms that they lost Matt. And I drew a little sad face. Uh, Foggy visits Luke and Claire. There's going to be no charges filed. This is basically what exposition is to what happened at the end of the episode. Um... And this is when Luke offers condolences. And this is when I started, when I was watching this, I started to get a bit annoyed with our mate Foggy Nelson. Because, to me, Foggy's taking this surprisingly well, and it upset me. <laughs> I was like, this is your best friend. And I don't know if it's just the way it's played. He just seems very not upset. He's just kind of like, his attitude's like, eh, kind of knew it would happen, whatevs. That's where this daredevil leads. Yeah. Yeah. Should have listened to me about that daredevil. I don't know. That that is the way that people treat it as an addiction. Like, they just knew it was coming. So they had already prepared themselves for for this tragic loss because that's what would... The only thing this could have led to. It annoys me. Jingle jangle. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, Matt died (laughs) the first time he jingle jangled with a daredevil. (laughs) First time you jingle jangle with Daredevil in, you're, you're a god for. Oh, dear. Oh. Um, he annoys me even more later, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, so Claire tells him... Uh, oh, no, because this is where Foggy says he always knew that uh, Daredevil yeah. would help Matt get killed, and, and Foggy helped him with the suit, and he made the wrong call. This kind of annoys me, because it's kind of... I feel like after last week... It, or last episode where he says to Karen, you know, Matt's his own person and makes his own choices, which I liked because I felt like it was a progression in Foggy's character. I feel like this goes backwards on it. But see, after he said that, he said, this will have Matt get it out of his system. He only did that. Yeah, true. That, that is true. The last time. And it's like, yeah, and, and here, I guess he's not sad. He's like kind of in that angry phase of you know, grief. I just wish it would it would make more sense of his his lack of reaction to it if he had come to terms with Matt is his own person and makes his own choices more. Yeah. He'd be upset, but he would know more that it's Matt's choice, whereas he's blaming himself. 
Yeah. So, therefore, I feel like he should be more crushed, no pun intended, by this. Sorry, Matt. (laughs) 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 You know, I feel like he should... I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah. 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 Um, Claire tells... I didn't really think think about it that much, to be honest. That's okay. I thought about it too much, (laughs) apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Claire says that there was no stopping Matt. He loved the city more than himself. And I wanted her to go, he loved the city more than himself. And you, Foggy, sorry. Because <laughs> it pissed me Have off. Have we ever established that Matt has traveled or not? Uh, traveled where? <laughs> like anywhere. No, he's only ever been in New York. <laughs> exactly. Maybe, maybe there's other cities that he'd like more. He, he should yeah. go. Well, yeah, I mean, he loves New York, but he's never been out of New York. Like, what if he went to Jersey? He might be like, well, now I love Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't anyone tell me New York was so shitty? Yeah. Chicago's wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Look, he's never been to Disney World. Yeah. Maybe he would decide to, that's his city. He's swinging from the castle. Disney World is his city? Yeah. Yeah. He just goes and patrols that weird little town in Disney, you know, that's owned by Disney. What's it called? Celebration? Celebration, yeah. yeah. This is I my mean, town. It's not owned by them anymore, but they do own another property back there. But yeah, they don't own Celebration anymore. Oh. Protect Disney World them. while I'm gone. <laughs> Someone's right. got to watch out for Space Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Space Mountain in Disneyland Paris, they turned it to a Star Wars ride. Breaks my heart. It used to... A tangent, but, you know, this is what we do all the time. Disneyland Paris, when it first opened as Euro Disney, Space Mountain was awesome. It was based on Jules Verne, and it was really steampunk. And they had a whole bit in it where you flew to the moon, and they recreated the uh, the moon from um, uh, Voyage, to the, uh, Voyage to the Moon, you know, the, the film by... Oh, what was his name? Charles Melier? Yeah. yeah, they had like the moon, with, you know, where it gets the tele- the rocket stuck in its eye. It was so awesome. And then they changed it. Well, now it's a Star Wars ride. Very upsetting. Wow. Yeah. Not happy. Uh, so in the next scene, Misty wakes up in the hospital with no arm. And we see maybe the start of Daughters of the Dragon, Matt. You think that's going to happen? I don't know. <laughs> I hope so. I I do like that. There's no, well, I don't like there's nobody there for Misty because she's just, a, she's very lonely. But I like that Colleen is there for her. Yeah. Like, they've formed this friendship yeah. or this bond. Why do you think she's there? She just feels bad that she, like, maybe she thinks it's her fault that she lost her arm. Well, yeah, she was trying to save Colleen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, why isn't anyone, was there even, I, I didn't notice, was there even, like, flowers from work or anything? There was balloons. One said... I hope you get well soon. And I was like, she's lost her freaking arm. Like, <laughs> I don't know, it just made me laugh. <laughs> I hope there's you grow little, back your arm. There's a little rainbow one that says someone special. <laughs> there's a little teddy bear and flowers. And there is, and I'm not sure what this would be from, because it's not like she's like a school teacher or something. But so there's the patient care board. And then underneath that is like, I don't know, like a, a big piece of paper where everyone signed it, but it's just a piece of paper. <laughs> maybe that's from real, like the and um, different colors. Maybe it's the the because she was always playing basketball, wasn't she, with the kids from oh, the maybe, neighborhood? Maybe, maybe it's that because it really it really looks like a child a child's thing, you know. It's we'll we'll get to that patient care board later. By the way, I have all the trivia about it. Yeah, so so Can much talk, trivia. Um. 
Also, she's she's a clearly uh, she's received a medal for her uh, yes. her injuries and whatnot. But also that weird little angel statue by her. Oh, friend. I didn't see it. Oh, it's this squatty little angel that's like <laughs> I don't. Oh, it's like it's it's got weird tiny little legs. When you said it's a squatty little angel, I'm imagining like a little angel like taking a dump and giving a thumbs up like feel better soon. Does he have nub legs? What's happening? It's so it's so weird. Oh maybe it's maybe it's kneeling, but it looks like it has nub legs. (laughs) Which is hugely Maybe to make make Misty feel better that she's now an amputee, they bought her a statue of an amputee angel. Yeah, I, I think kneeling, and it's also next to a card with an angel on it. Oh, gross. That's so um, weird. Like, yeah, and on that, that thing when they show that, that yeah, there's a lot of flowers over so yeah. <laughs> people, I guess, spent people care about her. Yeah. They probably sent a lot of thoughts and prayers, so there's that. Oh, there's always thoughts <laughs> and prayers. You can't see those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Jessica's in the bar in the next scene and then Luke enters to check up on her and they talk about their breakup and Luke says he's really, really glad that it wasn't Jessica that died. I was like... Yeah. <gasps> that was kind of a shit thing to say. <laughs> he's like, I mean, I like Matt and all, but, uh, I mean... Even if it's like true, you like, you don't say that shit. <laughs> I like that it's Luke talking, whereas Jessica's not really saying much because she doesn't make herself, obviously, emotionally vulnerable. But at the end, she kind of blurts out about coffee, really like, kind of like, "Eh, you know, whatever. But you can tell she's like, really wants to, she misses Luke. I thought that was hilarious just because of all the coffee in his, in his show. (laughs) Yeah. And the way he looked, too, was like, oh, coffee, what? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) He definitely took it differently than what she did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was adorable, and I want them to get married and have babies. Yep. <laughs> little super baby. It'd be adorable. Uh, so Danny's meditating in the dojo, and Kalina arrives back from seeing Misty. And Danny's like, oh, how was she? And I was like, well, why don't you go visit her, Danny, you asshole? Um, <laughs> and Danny says New York's starting to feel like home, and Colleen laughs and kisses him. Man. So what was it particularly in this episode that made you think they should just be friends now? Just, oh, it's just, she's so much more competent than he is. <laughs> I feel. I don't know. I don't know. I agree. I agree, I agree with Brad. Uh, I think Claire and Colleen should get to go. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. Uh, so Jessica arrives home with her bottle of drink and finds the window fixed and Malcolm is covering up her bullet holes. Setting up for Jessica Jones season two, I guess. Yeah. Uh, then in the scene that really annoyed me. Oh, sorry. I go like on. how I like how there's no uh, uh, like sexual tension in the relationship, at least what oh. I can tell. Exactly, <laughs> and this is how I would like um, Colleen and Danny to be. Nice. Mm. It's refreshing, really, because I feel like everybody else they're trying to get together. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Colleen and Danny should be like this. There should be no sexual tension. They should just be buddies. Yeah. I agree. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, Danny and Misty should end up together. Which would be weird in this show, but I don't know. Uh, so Karen Did is... They up together in the comic book? Uh, they're not together now, but they were. They were married. And they in an oh. alternate timeline, they had a child. Whoa. Yeah. They were, yeah. I, want them, I think they would be an interesting couple in this show. 
Mm. I don't know how they would do it because I don't think Misty would put up with his bullshit. But no. um, like, uh, it'd be interesting to yeah. see if they could do it, and then just have him and Colleen as friends. That's kind yeah. of too late now. Anyway, so Karen is crying in church, and Foggy joins her, um, and they kind of say they both hope that Matt made it out, and they sit together. And again, I was like, Foggy, why aren't you more upset? His lack of upsetness upsets me. Why is Karen more upset than he is? Um, A lot of people reckon that, and I don't think this is true, uh, they they think that Frank Castle saved Daredevil from the building. Which to me makes no sense, (laughs) because I was like, how how would he know what's happening in that building? How would he have gotten out of there? And he just dumped Matt in this in the church, I guess. I don't know. It's very strange. Frank Castle's good with guns. That's it. Like, wow. I don't understand, like, how he would have... How would he have gotten Matt out? Like, it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make sense. How about sense Matt's so. immortal girlfriend chock full of dragon bones? Yep. Yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah. And then she was down it. there with him. Like, yeah. Come on. Maybe, like, she shoved dragon bones in his mouth. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> Madame Gao got him out. Maybe. And then she's like, we'll fight again. Daredevil. <laughs> maybe, he just, maybe he just jingle jangled his way high on Daredevil. <laughs> high on Daredevil. Hidey hole and. So in the last two little scenes, what? 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 Sir, I was just gonna, I was just gonna, I was just gonna say, guys, if you want to pick up any great lingo, you need to be watching uh, Riverdale because they do say the kookiest things. <laughs> also, that show's great as well. Yes. It's crazy. Uh, so in the next scene, we see Danny perched on a roof protecting the city. And the Empire State Building, the top of it's lit up red, I guess, in honour of Daredevil. Yeah! <laughs> I thought that was odd. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I did, I did like how they, like, kept him in silhouette until his, his fist went on. You're like, oh, Daredevil? Yeah. Oh, and you could go, like, oh, it's yeah. just Danny. <laughs> I think it is interesting that they are... Putting him in place to uh, to replace Daredevil while he's gone, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. that's kind of interesting. I have trivia on that as well. Um, and should Danny be wasting his light up fist on just hanging out and watching? The <laughs> well, seeing as how often it runs out, I mean, yeah. Well, what you didn't see is he dropped his keys and he's trying to find. <laughs> Doesn't he have a torch app on his phone? Doesn't everyone have that? <laughs> I do. <laughs> he's also kind of giving away that he's not Daredevil by lighting up his fist. Yeah. I wish he. Had, I wish he had like a makeshift Daredevil costume, <laughs> <laughs> like the one Danny Rand would make. <laughs> oh yeah, God. but Danny Rand would make an amazing one because he's a billionaire. Oh no, he would have one made for him. I want him to make one like out of felt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, like his last project. Yeah. That would be adorable. Like instead of this red jog or instead of this green jogging suit, he would, do, it would just be a red jogging suit, and then yeah, yeah like a little felt mask. Oh, <laughs> it's got macaroni glued on it. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing a headband with little ears on it. <laughs> oh, it's made out of uh, glitter glue. Yeah, Grr, I'm the daredevil. Grr. Grr. <laughs> Take me seriously. Grr. Oh, that would be amazing. Um, and then in the last scene, oh my word, Daredevil's not dead. Well, seeing as they've already said there's going to be a Daredevil exactly. season three. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So Matt wakes up in bed. I cheered. I was very excited. And he is a uh, hot mess. He's covered in bruises. And then one of the nuns uh, tells another nun to get Maggie. Is that his mom? Uh, you have to wait until your Easter eggs, Matt. Oh. Don't, All don't... the way to the Easter eggs. <laughs> what is which, are, which are next. Yeah. <laughs> I can't what wait what if season three of Daredevil is just like half of it's Danny Rand being Daredevil? <laughs> the Daredevil fans, I think, would be very pissed. Oh, everyone would be pissed. Can you imagine? <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> it starts off, I'm Daredevil, and it's like, no, you're not. <laughs> I'm pissed at it. <laughs> no, really, I'm Daredevil. <laughs> I don't know. He's crying like Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a sad beard like Daredevil. They've both got sad beards. Daredevil had a real sad beard going on in this episode. He hadn't had time to shave. Yeah, there was sad beard galore in this episode. Uh, right. Yeah. So, now it is time for Easter eggs. Oh, actually, here's my question. I, I can feel it in my pocket. I'm going to take it out again, oh. okay? okay? Here we go. My question is... <laughs> <laughs> it's a slippery question. <laughs> <laughs> My question is, um, you guys said that Danny would have to do a lot to redeem himself after being tricked into punching the wall <laughs> to break yeah. down that door. Did Danny redeem himself in this episode? Mm-hmm. Did he do anything besides fight? Was there any big character moments for him? He... I, guess, I, I think we're trying... We're supposed to feel the end is where he's sing over for Daredevil. Yeah, yeah and he wants to settle in New York with uh, Colleen, I guess. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see, We'll see. I guess, how he handles his uh, new duties. It's too early to tell still, yeah. if we forgive him. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so now it's time for our Easter eggs. Guys, I have all the Easter eggs. I had to get a separate piece of paper for them. Wow. <laughs> That's how many. So I hope... You uh, you loosen your belts. Um, you haven't eaten today. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, I just eat nachos, but... <laughs> okay. Uh, these can be the tasty topping on your nachos. Okay. So, uh, one of them, and again, these... The nachos. <laughs> mm-hmm. These are from Den of Geek. And that would be quite nice. It's salt and sweet, I guess. I don't know. No. Wrong. <laughs> You'd be like salted caramel, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> on nachos. <laughs> uh, so Luke's um, speech of no innocence, not a single innocent life uh, that he mentions, um, not a single innocent life put in harm's way during the mission, is very reminiscent of something that Superman would say and Den of Geek say, maybe it's Luke Cage and not Captain America that is Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe's Superman. Which I can kind of see, because Luke is a bit purer than pure, whereas Cap is yeah. running around at the moment getting his mates out of prison. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, Madam Gal briefly adopts the crane pose before she and Danny are about to fight, and she is believed to be uh, a version of the character from the comics, the Crane Mother. So that's quite cool. Hmm. Does uh, she have the only reference to that that she's ever done? Um, no, they've mentioned... Crane stuff before to do with Kun Lun, but I think that's the only time she's done the crane pose. Mm. I think uh, the Wu Tang Clan song "Protect Your Neck" references Spider Man, and when Luke is fighting, it is the verse that is um, done by Method Man, and obviously in Luke Cage, Method Man and Luke Cage hung out for a bit. Besties. 
They are besties. Mm. It's adorable. Uh, right. Are you guys ready for all, all the Easter eggs about that patient care board? Yeah. So many. I might have to have a sip of water. Hang on. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. There's so many. Okay. So the patient care board lists L. Carter as a, the attending nurse for Misty. This is a reference to Linda Carter, who was the original night nurse in the comics. Ah. So that's pretty cool. It also references Dr. E. Wortham. Um, uh, says Dr. E. Wortham is on board. This is a reference to Elias Wortham, who is an anti-hero sort of supervillain whose name is Cardiac, which I love. Yeah. Uh, who was a Spider-Man villain. I don't actually know much about him. I'm going to look up an image of him right now. Oh, he's kind of like a robot with a big oh, yeah. thing coming out of his head. What is that thing? And he's got, oh, he's got like the uh, the ECG, like heart monitor lines on his helmet. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cheesy. Uh, but yeah, it's that guy. So I guess he's a doctor and then at night he runs around as a supervillain. Because wow. why not? Um, so that was a reference to him. Uh, the doctors that are listed on the board as to follow up on Misty's condition are Dr. Tony Isabel, Isabel and Dr. Arvel Jones. Uh, these are the names of the creators of Misty Knight. Wow. Uh, and the numbers at the top of the board, which are P03-12, are a reference to Misty's first appearance in uh, Marvel Premiere, uh, in Marvel Premiere number 21. So they just switch the numbers around the 21 to 12. What? Why not what? just... Why switch the numbers? I don't know. Yeah, are I we feel sure? like that's a stretch. Dude. I don't yeah. know. Um, and then it also has a phone number, uh, which is 555-1975, and that uh, issue was released in 1975. It's mm. all Easter eggs, guys. It's all Easter eggs. Is it? So that was all your Easter eggs for uh, that board. I've got more Easter eggs, though, guys. Bear with okay. me. Okay. <laughs> do you have to turn them backwards to make them Easter eggs? <laughs> yes, I do. So the tracksuit that Danny is wearing at the end is this green and yellow tracksuit. is yeah. reminiscent of his current costume uh, in the comics, which resembles a tracksuit. So people have theorized that maybe that will be his costume in uh, the next season. <laughs> Uh, it'll be a tracksuit with a little mask, which will kind of be adorable. The laziest, laziest costume! <laughs> Particularly when he's super rich. Yeah, but I do love it. Uh, Danny did briefly fill in for Daredevil in the comics. Um, he did so during the Civil War storyline. So when you see Daredevil in the Civil War storyline, it's not Matt Murdock, it's Danny Rand. Uh, the nuns are told to get Maggie for Matt as Matt wakes up. Maggie equals Matt Murdock's mummy. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, yeah, we got a reference to Maggie in uh, Daredevil Season 1 as well when Jack Murdock phoned her up in Episode 2. The last shot of Matt is very similar to an image that appeared in the um, Daredevil miniseries Born Again, uh, which was by Frank Miller and is um, it looks like might be the main story for Daredevil Season 3 because it involves the kingpin kind of dismantling uh, Matt Murdock's life and obviously that's something he threatened to do in Daredevil season 2 so that might be where they're going then the last bit of trivia is actually from Twitter because I sent uh, Lauren Weeks the production designer a question about the writing on the door that Danny punched because we were sort of wondering what it was 
and he confirmed that it is ancient Tibetan, and the translation of it is, uh, it says, sealed by Iron Fist Wu Ao Shai, Wu Ao, sorry, sealed by Iron Fist Wu Ao Shai, year 1610. This barrier can only be broken by an immortal Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. So that's what it says. Um, and this is a reference to uh, Wu Ao Shai, or Wu Ao Shai, I'm not sure how you say it, Wu Ao Shai was a previous Iron Fist, and she was also known as the Pirate Queen of Pinghai Bay, which is pretty amazing. She was the last woman to ever carry the mantle of the Iron Fist, and one of her weapons she would use is a bow, which fired arrows that were charged with Shao Lao Chi from the dragon. So she's pretty badass. And her costume's awesome. I love her costume. So yeah, that was your Easter eggs for this week, guys. Nice. Are you full? My belly. Oh, it says my recording's finished. Terrible, this week. by the way. Who were they? Oh no. Easter Why were they terrible? <laughs> Easter egg nachos. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't tell you what your Easter eggs were made of. I didn't say chocolate. They were actually made of salsa. <laughs> How did you get them into an egg? <laughs> <laughs> the egg is made of salsa. They're very gooey. They don't hold their shape very well. <laughs> Let me just unfold this foil. Oh, it's a mess. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Right, now it is time for quotes. Bradford, you are our first guest. Our first guest? Our guest. Do you have any quotes? Uh, Even um, though I got you to guest on this about three minutes before we record um, uh, yes, I do. Thank you, IMDb. Uh, uh, I'm not hugging you. Oh, yeah, but uh, Brad, do you have any quotes? Oh, no, no, I just <laughs> wanted to, to say that. Me. That's Sorry, that's the first <laughs> quote. Fair enough. Uh, Tammy. Uh, yeah, I got uh, Luke says, we got a plan. Jessica says, yeah, it involves bombs. You're cool, bombs, right? <laughs> yep. Um, Matt. I don't have one. <laughs> I always forget. God damn it. That's fine. What about Melanie Gao? No, she doesn't have one either. Oh, uh, well, I have one. Okay. This is Danny and Madame Gao. Danny says, you desecrate Shao Lao. Madame Gao says, you punched him in the heart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Danny. Yeah. I have one from Jessica, which is, ever since you burst into my office, my life has become one big kung fu party. <laughs> That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I got a uh, Jessica says, remember this, and Luke says, just like old times. Oh, so sexy. Yes, I know. <laughs> oh, here, here's a good one. Let's go, Ironclad. It's Iron Fist. I know. Oh, uh, yeah, that was good. <laughs> oh, so like Danny, light it up now. <laughs> I wish his fist made I a like noise the... when he lit it up. Yes. <laughs> what would you say, like, like the Bug way Zapper? Yeah. Uh, That's why it keeps going out. Um, I like the way Madame Gao describes the defenders too: the devil from Hell's Kitchen, the man who does not break, and the unyielding woman. Yeah. She she should have just called her the alcoholic. (laughs) Yeah. The alcoholic lady. (laughs) Yeah. I think I would. I would like to be known as the unyielding woman. Yeah. Yeah, Seriously. Okay. Okay. The unyielding alcoholic. <laughs> the unyielding I also lover. like it when uh, Misty <laughs> enters the room and shoots the guy and she says, drop it or I'm dropping you. I was like, oh, I love you, Misty, so much. <laughs> She's so awesome. Pretty great. 
Okay, guys. So for the last time, we're going to decide who won the episode this week. And then I will tell you who won the series. Uh, Brad. Oh, uh, yikes. Brad, you can say Danny. It's fine. <laughs> definitely not Danny. Um, <laughs> so I'll have to punch you out of the podcast, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely not Matt because he had a building dropped on him and his friends are monsters. <laughs> um, um, Misty got an arm hacked off. That's never good for her. I mean, for also, us, it's not a defender. Just gonna say, I'm not a defender. defender. I'm just trying to go through who's in the episode. Um, ah, Zakuto, so, not a defender. Uh, I mean, Claire's a hero. She's a defender. Um, oh, <laughs> um, I <laughs> fuck. Uh, God, did anyone stand out? Will you choose the unbreakable man or the unyielding woman? Ah, I mean, they're both great. Um, I, I'll say, I'll say Luke, because Jessica had to be bait. Okay. I like it, I like it. Okay. Uh, Tammy? Uh, I'm gonna say Jessica, because she flew. (laughs) (laughs) And... It was pretty amazing. And I love Luke. Um, you know, he, he didn't want to blow things up, so that was good. Mm. Or at least people to get hurt while they did it. But Jessica didn't want to either. She was not really good with the plan. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I really like Jessica, so I'm just going to stick with her. Okay. Um, Matt? I'm going with Jessica. Um, she w- You're sure she, she was kind of bait, you could say, but... She was more of a distraction, and she was pretty brave to go in there not being bulletproof at all, with all those guns trained on her. And then she also saved the day with catching the elevator. So I'll go with Jessica. Melanie! Agreed. I mean, she put herself in... She was willing to put herself in harm's way for the group. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty brave. I don't know. <laughs> okay. And she's and... an unyielding woman! Come on! <laughs> I'm gonna vote. I want a shirt now that says the unyielding woman. Oh, I know. They actually say on Den of Geek as the Easter eggs. They say about the unyielding woman that is, and they say expect to see that on T-shirts and tattoos any day now. I was like, yeah, that would be yeah. cool. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna vote for Jessica as well because she opened herself emotionally and invited Luke for coffee at the end, and I was like, oh. And uh, she say uh, she caught the elevator, and that was awesome. Um, and she's sad that Matt died. Uh, and she's more sad that, that Matt died than Foggy is, um, which uh, makes me angry at Foggy. So I'm going to go Jessica as well. So the winner of this episode in last place, the chump, chump fenders are <laughs> Joy third, Danny and Matt. <laughs> in second place with one vote is Luke. Yay! And then the ultimate defender of this episode is Jessica with seven votes. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> nice. That's combined. Oh, is she? She's what? I don't think she's going to win this season, though, is she? Would you like me to tell you? I have yeah. the results right here. Okay. Can you guys guess who is in last place for ultimate <laughs> defender? No. Of the series. I, I really don't no know. Clue. Please, please enlighten me. It's a, it's a joint win, I'm afraid. What? Oh, <laughs> I was going to Joy? <laughs> yep. <laughs> in last third place, the bronze medal, the bronze defenders, 
They have to share their medal, but it's okay because they're besties, so they can share it together. Oh, Danny and Luke! Luke almost had two wins, but a last-minute vote came in, which meant that he lost an episode. And it went to our person who's in second place, the Silver Defender, which is Matt, with two votes. Or two wins, two episodes he won. Uh, and then in first place, who won half the episodes of the series, is Jessica <laughs> with four oh. wins. Yay! For some reason, I remember us giving more points to Luke and, and Matt. <laughs> there was points to Luke and Matt, but as overall winning the episode. Luke almost won another episode, but a last minute feedback vote to Matt meant he tipped over and won the episode. Yeah, because she was counting number of episodes they won, not total number of votes they yeah. had. So Jessica won half the episodes. Well, yeah, and Jessica would have won either way. Because yeah. I think between this episode and the first episode alone, I think she had like 15 or 16. Jessica won the, the yeah, the order of the wins was... Episode 1, Jessica. Episode 2, Luke. Episode 3, Danny. Episode 4, Jessica. Episode 5, Matt. Episode 6, Jessica. Episode 7, Matt. (laughs) Episode 8, Jessica. (laughs) Yeah, so there we go. Jessica Jones, officially the best defender. My tattoo is crying right now. My daredevil tattoo. Well, that's what he does. Oh, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's time to rate this episode. Brad, you're our guest. Rate it. Yeah. Um... Yeah, this episode it was it was fine. It's just this whole this whole series it feels like the like the big movie of the Netflix series because again, like this whole dragon thing that we've apparently been leading towards is just I don't know, there's just not quite enough there mm-hmm. for it to make a lot of sense. So, I mean, overall, I just I don't know. We wasted Sigourney Weaver, we wasted all this so and that all have to come into play here and this I don't know. Like the, I don't care about big action scenes, and there was a big fight, and it was. I mean, it was a fine. It was a fine series, and this was a fine ending to it. But I don't know. They just. I. I don't know. I just wish there had been a bit more meat to it. Um, but I don't know. This was a fine ending. I'll say. I'll say seven and a half out of ten. Um, uh, uh, weeping superheroes. <laughs> Seven and a half, was that? Yes. Sorry, I was sneezing when you voted then, so I had to mute myself. Mm. I've got a cold. No uh, excuses. I'm sorry. Okay, Tammy. Uh, I uh, really like fight scenes, so, <laughs> <laughs> so this, I really enjoyed this episode. I, I do agree. Like, the dragon stuff was so bizarre. <laughs> it's like they couldn't figure out what was going on themselves or something in this eight hour movie that we watched. And, but I really like this episode. I like the, the music for the fight scene. I do agree that it was kind of like, I feel like the music ended abruptly. Yeah. That's yeah. So it was kind of weird, but I like the beginning of that fight. Um, I love Jessica so much. Uh, I thought Colleen was really good. Missy lost her arm, so that was fun. So I liked a lot of it. So I'm going to give it um, 9 out of 10 jumping Jessicas. <laughs> uh, Matt? 
Um, yeah, I liked it for the most part too. I'm I'm a bit tired of all the hand stuff, and I hope it's done for good now. Like I hope it doesn't come back at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't a huge fan of Electra this season. Uh, but yeah, the fights were good in this episode, and um, I guess also the the decision to blow up the building was kind of dubious. Uh, I'll just give it a seven out of ten. Inadequate iron fists. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Melanie Gao. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I mean, it was a fine episode, but I felt like the season overall was kind of just. It was just a little meh for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just a, when you have such a build up to have four different series with four different characters in it and you build up to this one series that unites them all. And then it's just, the storyline is not as good as you thought it would be. Then it's kind of just like, Oh, that's it. You know? So I don't know. Anyways, this episode though was, it was okay. Uh, I'll give it a seven out of 10 dragon bone slices. (laughs) Um, yeah, I liked it. I, um, I kind of agree with Mel. There's obviously a lot of build-up over the series building to this, which is why I'm kind of worried about the whole Infinity War movies because I feel like there's such a build-up. It's like how many films now? And yeah, I just don't know how it can live up to expectations. And I think by this point you, you have a bit of a, um, I don't know, you're a bit weary of the storyline going into this. Um Although I enjoyed it, and I still enjoy the shows, um, I liked uh, uh, I liked it for the most part. I'm talking about the series now as a whole, sorry. Um, I liked it as the most part for a finale. It sets up the next seasons of the show. We get the big kind of thing happening that, that one of the defenders dies, even though we know he's not dead. Um, Misty lost that arm, so already that's five points, because that arm needed... <laughs> That arm needed to go. I was so happy that it's gone. Can't wait for her awesome robot arm. I'm so excited. Um, so I'm going to give it an 8.5 out of 10 oh, buried RIP Misty's arms <laughs> uh, under that building somewhere. So that <laughs> gives it <laughs> She definitely did not get that back. It's been cut off and smashed into paste. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're just going to find a little squished skeleton arm years later mm-hmm. under that. Uh, I'm still holding the gun. Uh, so that gives it an average of 7.8 out of 10. Cool, I wonder cool. if people watching these series are going to start losing patience with the amount of series that they're doing related yeah. to this. Because I feel well, it's, for me personally, it's so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so much, you know. There's so much to follow. I mean, this this was the least watched Marvel Netflix show out of all of them. Yeah, but yeah, interesting. I I think people were like not happy with Iron Fist, Mm -hmm. so I don't think that I think that made them less excited to watch Defenders. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah, I agree. That's a risk too, I guess, that you take when you have four series building up to this one series is that you could risk having one that's really bad. In that, you know, people lose interest, so. Yeah. And I still don't find Iron Fist as offensive as some people think. No. No. It it was fine. It was fine. 
And we got Ward Meacham, so... Yeah, exactly. I don't... Yeah. It's better than Inhumans. Food Truck Ninja. Yeah. We got Food Truck Ninja, we got Kyle. Yeah. We got an awesome <laughs> Colleen Wing for, like, half the se- season. Yeah. Until her and Danny fell in love. Um, mm. It has been confirmed that Danny will show up in Luke Cage Season 2, which is kind of interesting. So, I would think he would show up in Daredevil Season 3. Yeah, I mean, maybe That's he will. They haven't, they haven't started filming Daredevil Season 3 yet. They, I think they yeah. start at the end of the year. Um, but maybe he will. Oh, maybe he'll be like the new Claire. He's going to turn up in all the shows. Ooh. Oh. I don't know if I like that. You're going to like Danny Rand if you like it or not. Yeah, we're going to shove him down your throat until you love him. have to have his own series anymore. <laughs> but then we won't have Ward anymore, and I need Ward. No, maybe they put Ward somewhere else. I don't. Know. But if they, they if we have Ward back, together, this is the problem. I need Ward to be on on crazy on drugs Ward because that's the Ward I love. Yeah. But you I don't want jingle want jangle. To be, yeah, I want, I want jingle <laughs> jangle Ward. I don't want Ward to be all um, sober and boring. Well, maybe maybe Ward can be the new Daredevil. Oh, oh, that would be so good. Uh, also, I can't remember if I mentioned this, but someone, um, I think I, I saw on Facebook or Twitter or something, had mentioned that if they did like um, a, a rehash of Batman, which obviously they'll do at some point, that um, Tom Pelfrey, who plays Ward, would be a good Joker. And I was like, oh, yes, that would be so good. I'd love for him to play the Joker. Yeah. Just flipping, flipping the bird at Batman, like Ward does when he's sitting in the office. Me, 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 at the cameras. <laughs> it would be amazing. <laughs> oh. so anyway, so uh, now it's time for feedback. Uh, we have four emails, I think. We've got one from Nutty, which we received a very long time ago on the 5th of September. <laughs> that I've been saving. Does someone want to read this? Um, I can read it. Okay, it's not that long. Uh, a dragon is buried beneath NYC. It feels fitting to me that the substance is a dragon bone that I'm not sure I was expecting. Uh, I really hate Bakudo in this series. Liked him better in Iron Fist. But here he is just all, boo-hoo, Colleen doesn't want me anymore. <laughs> Eye roll. Happy he was taken out and kind of happy that uh, finally Misty will need a robot arm. Yay. Uh, Stark, Stark Industries, anyone? Pretty sure Danny could pay for that. Yeah, I'm surprised, like, him and Danny... She did say something like, oh, Danny has a lot of friends or something. She said, like, a hospital. Yeah, Yeah. he owns the hospital. Well, that was his... Yeah, he owns the hospital, but... Yeah, I was just thinking, like, but Danny could also have very rich friends, like Tony Stark. Mm -hmm. Danny Rand Uh, does not have friends. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe Stark Industries is friends with Rand. Oh, a corporate (laughs) friendship, okay. Yes, exactly. Um, The... the we're back. Mandela I just added back. them back in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, the final fight scene was fun, and finally we got some Wu-Tang. That should have been playing the whole time. Agreed. Matt is predict The whole series? <laughs> yeah. Even <laughs> during, like, the uh, the sad moments, <laughs> he just got Wu-Tang playing. <laughs> that would have been amazing. I would have, it would have made them better, I think. Uh <laughs> Matt is predictable in his self-sacrifice, and telling Danny before they all left is just as predictable. Yeah, because of course he's going to tell Danny, because Danny didn't get it. (laughs) (laughs) Danny's the only one that's going to take the rest of the episode to figure it out. As I said, Jessica or Luke would have punched him out and got him out of there. Yep. 
Uh, Japanese guy and gal are not dead, I am sure. Do you mean Murakami? <laughs> Nutty, is that what you mean? <laughs> Japanese guy. How dare you? Uh, Electra and Matt <laughs> survived because they were in the ribcage of the dragon. Hand wave. No real stakes. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because they yeah. didn't take a lot of the dragon. Uh, but when Foggy and Karen get the news, it's Eldon Henson's face that breaks my heart. Hmm. That's interesting. interesting. Uh, his acting and the few scenes he has had in this series are amazing. And what he can do with that face acting... I. In just that scene, outstanding. Later, I half expected them to talk uh, to Matt's priest. Yeah, that, I did kind of think that too. Oh, speaking uh, of Matt's priest, can I just say, I, this is something I yeah. forgot to mention um, to you guys. Have you guys seen the film The Visit, the M. Night Shyamalan film? No. Oh, well, I don't know. You might have. Um, Father Lantern is in that, and he's the old man in it. And at one point, he shoves a, a diaper full of shit in a kid's face. And I was like... Oh, Father Lantern, look at what you do in your spare time when you're not at the church. <laughs> Sounds about right. It was just kind of cool. I was like, this is a very different role for this actor to play, but I was I was happy to see him show up in that film. Uh, you just reminded me. Sorry, Nutty. No. Uh, Luke and Jess in the bar was nice. Coffee with Jess? Yes, please. Sorry, Claire, the character. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have the, the same chemistry. Okay, not sorry. I don't like them together. <laughs> Agreed. I would love to... I would love to see each of the heroes bleed into each other's coming shows. I think Daredevil Season 3 should start with Danny trying to fill in for Daredevil and Matt showing up uh, and showing up to that. But we have the Punisher, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage all to come before that, I think. Mm-hmm. So who knows what will happen then? Can we at least see Danny show up in Luke Cage to, uh, to have some pizza with his new friend? Yeah, he's going to. I don't know about pizza, but he's going to show up. No, because Luke apparently doesn't eat pizza in his show. Uh, I have, <laughs> at least not in the first season. Mm. Uh, I have seen love and hate for this series. I, for one, like the series. Sure, I have million nitpicks, but I am glad I watched it. Glad it was made and makes me excited for more. More so, I am willing to watch more Danny. It hopefully, if hopefully he grows from all of this and his show isn't so rushed or ignored like the first season was. Still, I think making me open to more Iron Fist should be a success on the series of de- the series. The blah, blah blah. I can't speak. Still, I think making me open <laughs> to more Iron Fist should be a success on the series. Defenders. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I, read them all, I read all the words. You read all the words in order as well. Thank you, Nutty. <laughs> Nutty will be happy to hear that. Obviously, Danny is going to show up in Luke Cage. Yeah. I kind of wonder how they're going to do it, if he's just going to turn up and be like, hey, friend. I thought his acting was a lot better in this series. De- than yeah. His own as well. Definitely. Yeah, yeah agreed. Uh, we have an email from Will. Does someone want to read this? Sure. Okay. Pop it in the chat. There you go. Okay, soon as Misty walked into that room where a sword fight was taking place, how many of you immediately knew she was losing her arm? I cheered when <laughs> it happened. I think I heard a squee all the way from Britain a couple months ago and some Canadian <laughs> Floridian squeezed over the past week. <laughs> yep. I thought the finale was a good finale. Sorry, I'm just picturing Will be like, what's that? <laughs> I guess He's writing I guess... in his diary. <laughs> Dear diary... From what I can hear, I guess Matt and Mel just watched the episode. 
it was a great wrap-up and setup for Daredevil Season 3. I hope they don't wait until there's another crisis to talk to each other again. Yeah. It was nice to see Jessica save Luke and Danny. It seemed like she was getting beat up too much in the series, but that might have been my imagination since I was hyper-focused on her because she's awesome. I think uh, she's she is the most vulnerable one. Like even though she has super strength, she has no training, and she's against all these like martial artists and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, she's a brawler. She's gonna take. She's a brawler who, you know, has the who can't take hits like Luke Cage can. <laughs> so yeah, like Luke Cage probably sucks at fighting too, but at least he, he doesn't have to worry about getting hit back. And she's drunk half the time. Yeah, that too. That doesn't help her. <laughs> <laughs> um. She's not the strongest, and she doesn't have the best fighting skills, but I hope they can do more with her next time. Give her the ability to fucking fly! Uh, yes! Just confirm it. That's all we want. And she is, is the strongest. Is she stronger than Luke? Did we, like, determine I think she's it? stronger than Luke. Yeah. yeah, I think so, too. What? What makes you think that? Um, I think the only reason that Luke appears as strong as he in it he is is because he has unbreakable skin not because he has any extra strength yeah. it's just that he doesn't i it doesn't seem like anything really hurts him so oh i, I just mean like bearing their feats of strength like lifting things or punching through things or whatever i, I couldn't tell who was stronger i could be. i don't know if luke would be able to i mean luke could lift up the rubble from when the uh, the restaurant exploded mm but it did take him a while. Um, they're gonna. They're just gonna have to show us in one of these episodes. They're gonna have to have a contest of some yeah. kind. Yes. <laughs> I mean, she can pretty effortlessly pick up a car. So. Yeah, like no big deal. Um, is the hand done for good? I wouldn't mind if we never saw them again or saw them very little because I think we've seen them enough of them. Uh, can't wait for the Punisher. Will. Thanks, Will. Thanks, Will. I think we all kind of agree about the hand, don't we? Yeah. Like, move on to a different villain. I don't know who they would do, but I think, yeah, the hand. The hand is done. Move on to the foot. Get Shredder in there. Uh, right, we I, mean, have... I think I think you could bring back some, you know, some old classic villains from previous seasons of other shows. Like some, I don't know, maybe some snake-themed characters could return. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing kooky outfits. Um, just not, not naming anybody specifically, but, you know... Someone who we didn't see die in a certain season, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. He could team up with Cobra Commander. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> Luke Cage, I will destroy you. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, we have an email from Wu. Dear Defenders Podcast, first of all, I want to mention this. If I had the authority to do, to do this, I would have put this Easter egg in the Defenders in the first episode. Headline of the New York Bulletin, the Spider-Man of Queen, Queens webs criminal vulture's nest. Story by Joseph Robertson. What does everyone think? Um, that would have been, I, I don't know if they can do Easter eggs. Well, they have done Easter eggs from the movies to the shows, but only on the Avengers, haven't they? It's weird that they've only done the Avengers and not the other films. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Like, It would be cool if they did more. Maybe they worry the other ones are too obscure. Maybe. I don't know. But Spider-Man's not obscure. I don't know. We have to make deal with Wu-Tang Clan mentioning Spider-Man in this episode. Uh, okay. So Wu says, on to the episode. 
One of the most peculiar music choices happened during the fight scene underground when the Wu Tang Clan, no relation to me, that would be amazing if Wu did like a tribute <laughs> band called the Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> Please do that, Wu. It wasn't bad. I just thought it was an odd choice to put it in where the showrunners put it. My favorite action sequence was when Luke Cage, Iron Fist and Jessica Jones were attempting to get above ground in the lift, throwing off the hands, acolytes and Murakami. In terms of a great dialogue scene, I love Jessica's chat with Luke at the pub, kind of reminiscent of how those two originally met. I love all the nods to Frank Miller's Born Again with Daredevil evidently living in a convent recuperating from his injuries and how he got away from the imploding skyscraper. I really want to know. My weekly question for Claire. Okay. You and I being big Daredevil fans, how much do you want the third season of Daredevil to use Born Again as source material? I have done some research and Born Again is almost always listed as in the top three as Marvel Comics best graphic novel. Um, I Well, the thing with Born Again is he he barely appears in the Daredevil costume. It's all about Matt Murdock. Um Matt Murdock does not appear in Daredevil costume that much. And I don't think the show would do that because I think fans would complain. You know, people would be like, why isn't he wearing the costume? I would love some of the the, the feel of it to happen um, in season three. Um, I don't think we're going to get an appearance by Captain America, unfortunately. Um, But yeah, it would be cool. Uh, I think we'll if they follow that route, we'll get a lot more crying Matt Murdock for everyone's pleasure because <laughs> he kind of has a rough time in that in that comic. Uh, anyway, getting back to I hope that answers your question. Wu. Okay, so then Wu says favorite quote is my he loved this city and the people in it more than he loved himself. Really encapsulates the character of Daredevil. Favorite defender is Daredevil. Charlie Cox had terrific dialogue in this episode, especially with Elodie Young, and I'm glad he got to play all different sides of Matt Murdock and Daredevil in this miniseries. Episode rating, five out of five. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Wu. Thank you, Wu. Thank you. I don't know how that changes the points for this episode. I'm having a look. Oh, it just means that Matt gets one point for this episode. (laughs) So, well done, Matt. It means that you are on par with Luke and above Danny in this episode now. And I have one more email, which is from Sedna. Mel, are you up for reading Sedna's email? Yes. And of course it's a time bomb. We've got to wrap this up in 50 minutes. Ooh, I like Karen and Trisha's blonding moment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Sedna. (laughs) (laughs) Would like to have seen Foggy and Malcolm compare notes about being a superhero BFF. Meanwhile, Luke gives Matt a hug. For God's sake, he needs it so bad. (laughs) Colleen versus Bakudo, round two. Claire, for fuck's sake, your phone. Did you learn nothing in China? Or China? (laughs) China. (laughs) (laughs) Taking the service lift of doom down into the dragon rib cave of immortality, what's it for the final big, huge, massive rumble? This time, sudden, spontaneous hip-hop on the ST seems very wrong and incongruous. As Jess and Luke have a moment upstairs, Misty's arms off! Woohoo! Dismemberment! <laughs> right on the bar, here we go! Bakudo's head off! I've never heard yeah, someone he's... cheer dismemberment before. 
She's cheering two dismemberments. She's cheering uh, Misty's arm, and then she cheers that Bakudo's head is off. <laughs> uh, and then, yay, finally the creepy Peter Sutcliffe lookalike's properly dead. <laughs> Does he look like Peter Sutcliffe? I'm going to have to look into this. Mm. Suddenly, there's no one left to fight except Electra. Oh, no. Uh, they are there. They are all climbing up after the lift. Of course, Matt's staying to do fun and games, sexy fighting with Electra. But, but so doesn't ever. What? But he. Wait. How <laughs> do you read this? Are you okay? <laughs> so difficult. Um. Wait. Let me read this. So Matt's staying to do fun and games, sexy fighting with Electra. But he so doesn't ever know when she's lying though. Yeah. And sort of a repeat of their death pact, let's run together thing like the end of DDS2. Oh yeah, are Gao and Murakami still alive? Surely everyone's standing way too close to the collapsing building, not to get engulfed in de- debris? Oh my heart, I can't take it. Karen and Foggy when they realize Matt's not coming back. Oh my heart, everybody's so sad, but what <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know. Uh, but what they don't know, but we do is DD's got a third season, so how can Matt be dead? <laughs> Karen's yep. keeping the faith. I'm not fussed about watching The Punisher. Had just about enough of gun violence, to be honest. I think Marvel and Netflix are doing the right thing by postponing it. Except to see what they do with Karen. I wonder if Matt will stay dead throughout all the other season twos. Please, no. I can't wait that long for more Matt. Get Charlie Cox into a puffer coat and fling him in the trash. That last shot's totally setting up Born Again. Oh, that does happen in Born Again. He's in a puffer coat and he's thrown in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> As ever, it's been a joy hearing Mel, Claire, Nutty, and everyone else I've forgotten. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, no, she's talking about reading her stuff. Reading my mindless missives. Till later, love always explodes. <laughs> oh, thank you, Sedna. Her message self-destructed. <laughs> There's no there's no punctuation there though when she said explodes so it's written as love always explodes. <laughs> oh no, that's bad. Um, so that was our feedback for this episode, this finale. Thank you so much, guys, for sending in your feedback and for sending it in and and you know listening to us through the last five seasons, six seasons now. That's really scary. Um, yeah, thanks, guys, and. We hope we're doing Punisher. We're not sure how yet because obviously we haven't got a release date and what kind of format that will take. But when once we have a release date, we'll discuss it, obviously, and find out how we're going to do it. We might just condense things a bit, maybe, um, if there's going to be three seasons a year, which is a lot. Uh, so, yeah, so there's nothing next week. I might have some more interviews coming up. I'm not sure yet, but just watch the feed. And I will uh, obviously say if they're coming up on Twitter and Facebook. But yeah, do you guys have any overall thoughts of like the shows leading up to Defenders? Now we've done the Defenders as well. Hmm. I think, yeah, I just, I didn't like Daredevil as, th- as much as I thought I would, both seasons of Daredevil. Yeah? Uh, I didn't have many expectations for Jessica Jones, but I liked it. Uh, Luke Cage, I liked the first half, and then... Iron Fist was just mail around. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the Defenders itself, um, I don't know. I think I wanted them to be more of a team than they were. They only yeah, really yeah. worked together well a few times. 
but uh, I, I like it. Yeah, you gonna uh, you looking forward to Punisher, Matt? No. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm, I think I agree with Sedna. I'm interested to see what they do with Karen. Um, that's kind of my interest in the Punisher series. What about you, Mel and Tammy? This is the exact same as Matt for me. It's because you're the same person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, Mel was never into these stories or characters to begin with, so... Mm-hmm. Has, it, has it made you any more interested in, like, any of the particular characters? Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, like, I like some of the characters, uh, you know, from not knowing them at all to getting to know them a little bit better. Yeah, like, I, I do enjoy... I did enjoy Jessica Jones and, uh, you know, like the same as Matt, like I said, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's about the same. Yeah. Tammy? Uh, let's see. Um, as a latecomer? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't on the show for Daredevils or <laughs> for all that Daredeviling. Yeah. Um, the Daredevil. Or Jessica Jones, but I really really enjoyed Jessica Jones the first season I'm looking forward to the second season and I actually rewatched a lot of it recently because Josie's been catching up on all the shows so nice. um, it's been nice actually rewatching it while I've been watching Defenders um, or at the least the beginning um, but Iron Fist was meh you know I, I didn't hate it I didn't love it. it I think it served a purpose of leading up to the show I just think it wasn't a strong enough show to lead up to it like they should have spent more time on that series or something Mm -hmm. um or cut out some episodes so the storyline was tighter Um, yeah i agree every all of these series should have been eight episodes each Mm. yeah yeah they all could have been or even 10 i would have been okay with 10 but 13 just i feel like goes on just a bit too much yeah yeah and so i'm i think what i and, and luke cage i loved uh, <laughs> he's so hot. Uh, but yes, yeah. With Punisher, I, I wish that they would say that that's a shorter series. I, I'm not. Uh, it seems like such an interesting character that they could do a lot with, and I don't think they're going to. I think it's just gonna kind of be a very, uh, like what's it called, like, fight scene-heavy mm. show. And I think emotionally they could do a lot, and I am afraid that they're not. And I'm afraid that's actually more of the reason they've pushed it off. Mm. Because I think if it was more emotionally driven, then it wouldn't, even with the Vegas stuff, I don't think it would be a problem. Yeah. But it leads me to believe that they're not They're not doing it's that. It's just going to be mowing down a bunch of people. <laughs> That, yeah, that's my concern. That's my concern. Is it's like, I mean, how are you going to do that for thirteen episodes? Like that's just. Yeah, I I don't. Yeah, it is. it's like uh, you know. Yeah. I know. So, I I do I know you said it, but I am hoping that like we do truncate that series. Like I don't mind covering it at mm-hmm. all. Cause I will watch it, but um, I would not mind truncating that series to maybe. You know, multiple covering multiple episodes yeah. show or something like that because I just don't know if there's enough to really go through. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we don't know what's going to happen. We, you know, once we have a release date, we'll know more. We've done our mission statement, which was, you know, to 
cover the shows leading up to the defenders. So anything after now is kind of bonus, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Punisher, I'm kind of eh, about. I wish they would. I would love for them to do a Moon Knight series. I think that would be really interesting. He's such an interesting character. You could do some really trippy stuff with it. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. They haven't announced if they're doing any extra shows or anything apart from the Punisher. So, Has there well, been any mention of Cloak and Dagger at all? Cloak and Dagger, they're doing a series, but I think it's on... It's not ABC. It's on a different one. So it's going to be quite a, a, a child... Not a child, like a... You know, like a, a PG show. Um, I don't really know that much more about it. There's so many shows coming out, and I, like we were talking about off air with The Gifted and um, Runaways and oh, Cloak mm-hmm. and Dagger, and there's another one. Legion's going to come back at some point. Yeah. Oh, I love Legion. Oh, uh-huh. so good. Um, yeah, so we'll just have to see. Um but anyway, I want to thank all my lovely co-hosts. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you. you, Claire. Yes, thanks it's... for being the the, the uh, guide. <laughs> watching watching shows. Guide. Watching all the shows for us ahead of time, making sure there's nothing that's going to scare us too bad, you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I know that, like, you know, if either, you know, I, I, I'm happy to do this. If we ever do uh, a podcast where I am... You know, a newbie, I would just hope that you watch them ahead of me and let me know if there's anything I might be scared of, like any surprise Jeff Goldblum. Because yeah. <laughs> um, I'll be very scared of that. Um, but you you are welcome. Uh, Brad, you are our guest, our last guest of the Defenders. Um, what do you want to promote? Talk about yourself, sir. Um, yeah, you can hear me with Claire and Tammy talking about the fashions of Quantum Leap on Calavici Fashion Cast. Um what a monster, Alice! Oh, what a true monster! Um, also, you can hear me on the Ramjack podcast. On uh, the episode that will be out by the time this is, uh, we'll be talking about the super spooky, scary um, Halloween episode of Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman. <laughs> oh wow! Nice. Oh yeah, it's a goodie. Awesome, uh, Matt and Mel. Where can you be heard? Yeah, if you feel like watching that show again, you can go uh, watch Twin Peaks Season 3. I wouldn't recommend it. And you can listen to us talk about it on the Twin Peaks podcast. <laughs> and then uh, we're also on Hooplecast where we're talking about HBO shows. And uh, um, that's about it. I'm good. <laughs> You're good. And Tammy, Halloween uh, Fashion Cast with me and Brad. Yeah. And, and you and I just uh, guested on a special episode of Hoopla. Oh, yeah, we did. Uh, tell Thanks. tell everyone about that, Tammy. Uh, well, uh, it's it's like um, a super niche version of Hooplecast that's only about Timothy Oliphant movies. <laughs> and, uh, it's been three episodes. <laughs> yeah, I thought I couldn't do a podcast that was more niche than Calavici Fashion Cast, and yet... Here we are. Uh, so yeah, we watched um, and did a commentary on the crazies. So that should be out. Soon. That should be out soon for Halloween, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Was fun continuing our coverage of Timothy Oliphant movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Um, yeah, I haven't got anything else to say. So, Brad, do you want to take us out with an Excelsior? Excelsior. Mm. <laughs>
Bye, everyone. Until next time, whenever that shall be. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported international license. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it, and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!